down by three. You know what is fun? Our guy Sean Little, sports and betting analyst for MSG Networks, also host of the No Catch Up Pod cast as well sean bulls trailing by nine here as we head to the third quarter against the toronto raptors what were your thoughts coming in to this game did you like the bulls did you like the raptors and then how did you like the winner of this game matching up with the heat as well hey Jay, Den, what's up fellas um yeah the bulls don't look very good right now i uh this little push doesn't give me much positivity either but coming into the game I actually did like the Bulls around that plus five and a half plus six number the the problem with the Bulls that that it's been a problem all year is they just don't have enough shooting it's like it's like it's that simple when you don't have enough shooting from the perimeter and then you're bumping into teams that are shooting 35 plus threes a night there's not enough mid-range jumpers in the in the, in the world that's going to keep you in the game and you have to be shooting them at like a consistent 50 plus percent clip and when they're playing really well they get some three-point production from guys like Kobe White and then even Caruso hit one or two and then Levine will hit four or five and then they're in the game but when that's not the case especially against a really long team like Toronto they're in trouble um when we look ahead to the to the next matchup I think that Miami has their hands full with either one of Chicago or Toronto here because all three of the teams aren't very good. <laughs> that Miami, like Miami has been living off of the, the culture, Pat Riley, repeti- uh, uh, their, the, the, just the juice that they've had over the years, this entire season, and everyone's going to feel like they're going to turn it on. And it's just not the case. Like we were talking about the other day, that, yeah, like, this is not a team you don't want to play in the first round. Like, why not? <laughs> They're not that good. Atlanta absolutely imposed their will and beat them up, and I think there's a lot of other teams in the East that can do that. Were you surprised at how Atlanta beat them up? Because it's one thing to beat Miami, but they nearly out-rebounded them by 30 on the glass. And when you think of Miami, like, they got Bam Adebayo, who's not I – mean, I think Bam Adebayo is really good, and they just got decimated on the glass. Were you surprised by how Atlanta beat Miami? Yeah, I was. Absolutely, I was then because they literally bullied them from tape to tape. It wasn't like there were stretches of the game that they played harder and and they just beat them up the entire time. And it's so cliche to say this team wants it more, but it was very clear from the tip that Atlanta wanted that game more than Miami. They beat them up in, in, on the inside. They were double digits in the positive and points in the paint. They out-rebounded them. Clickapel looked like Dennis Rodman the entire game. It was that <laughs> bad on the offensive end, on the defensive end. So, yeah, I was surprised at, at how they essentially played Miami ball and beat beat those guys up. If Kyle Lowry doesn't go off for 30-plus and do what he did, that, that game is a 20-plus point loss for the Heat at home in a win-and-get-in scenario. Yeah, it's crazy that Lowry was like their best player by far last night. Sean, what about this Pelicans-Thunder game coming up? Pelicans favored by 5.5 tonight, total 226.5. You like the Pels, or are you leaning towards OKC, who's been so good against the spread this year? Yeah, I'm leaning on the Pels getting the win. I, the, the the number is a very tough number. It's, very, it's a very similar uh like matchup wise just with the number like that five five six number that 
Miami and Atlanta was at. If if you were to look at the whole season in the scope, I'd be like, yeah, Oklahoma City here all day long. But the way the Pelicans closed the regular season and how well they played, especially Brandon Ingram, that that's why I have to lean the Pelicans in this spot. And and before Zion even comes up, I want to bring that up. I I really think that. B.I. Brandon Ingram is playing with a little bit of like I know people are still questioning whose team this is and it's mine and oh by the way it should be the guy's team that shows up when healthy and plays hard and plays every night when available so like the whole conversation of whose team is it is it Brandon Ingram's or is it Zion Williamson's I think should be a mute point because Brandon Ingram proved coming down the stretch this to close this year to make sure they made the play in that he he can lead a team and I think they're going to end up making the playoff. Now, Sean, we were discussing this the uh, some of the props in this game earlier this evening, and I love Shai Gildas Alexander. I think he's phenomenal, but I understand this is going to be his first real experience in a playoff type atmosphere. So, with that being said. His over-under in points tonight is 32-and-a-half. Is that way too high, or do you like that number for Shy? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty dead on. I think it'll be a 30-plus night for for SGA, purely off the fact that that's what he's been doing all year. And I, I don't expect him to slow up any way, shape, or form in a game that his squad has to have. He's got a little bit of rest here now coming in as well. Uh, don't underrate the the New Orleans crowd down there. They're going to be raucous. They'll be a lot of fun to um, to play for. I think the Pelicans are going to be hyped up for that. But I believe SGA knows for those guys to even stay in the game, he's going to have to score 30-plus. So I think that number it, it is pretty right. I, I, I'm never looking at the under in that spot. I, I'd only look over. It'd be over or nothing uh, because he's going to be right. right there. Sean, what was that mess that we saw in the Lakers-Timberwolves game last night? <laughs> like, can you back either of those teams going forward, man, whether it be Minnesota against the winner of this game tonight? And you know the Lakers are going to be very popular against Memphis. Do, do you like Memphis in that series against the Lakers? Yes, yeah, funny, man. The Lakers coming into the game, there's no other team that you'd want to not yep. see in the West right now <laughs> than the Lakers. Then they go out and put a stinker up like that. And it's right back to like, man, I don't know if this team can win. But, yeah, it's uh, the for them to show up, I actually had uh, the Timberwolves plus four and a half in the first half. I thought they would show up coming off all that turmoil and that off-the-court discussion with Gobert and then the, the McDaniels breaking his hand. And I thought all that stuff would drive them to kind of bond together and show up early and then blow the game late. And that's kind of what happened. Um, I'll say this. I don't think the Minnesota Timberwolves ran an offensive set the entire fourth quarter in overtime. They were just coming down, running out the shot clock, and getting up horrendous, horrendous shots. They scored, I believe, 16 points in, in the fourth quarter and overtime. Three of those were the three free throws from Mike Connolly at, to go to overtime. So it was uh, a very disappointing performance. I was more disappointed in how the Timberwolves close the game. But, I mean, listen, when Ann Edwards shoots the way he does, it's one of the worst shooting performances he's had probably in his, enti- in his entire career. It's going to be tough for those guys to win, and they had a chance. So, 
it was a it was an ugly game across the board for both. I I still do believe that the the Lakers can make some noise. I when I saw the price open up where it was essentially the Lakers plus one ten or it was like depending on where you were looking at MGM. I saw like essentially it was like a a pickup. It was like an even money series pick on Memphis or the Lakers. I was kind of shocked by that. I thought that Memphis should be around like a minus 145, minus 150 favorite for the series. But we know the public is going to want to back LeBron. Um, But he's going to get asked to do a lot in this series. And if Anthony Davis slows up any way, shape, or form, I think they're going to have trouble containing John Moran as well. So it's interesting. I lean Memphis in that series. Do you think Rudy Gobert should play against the winner of tonight's game? <laughs> How interesting of a situation is that? Because, uh, I mean, I think if you, you can't sit him because then like, what does that tell him, right? Like we're moving on without you type of thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think he has to play the second game. I think um, at the end of the day they lost, right? So, like, at least they can lean on that, like, hey, we're missing one of our guys. We're going to get him back and then try to go out and get a win here. But, yeah, it, it's a really interesting situation, man, because overall they're, they're eight and they – were, they were going into the leg again. They were eight and four in 12 games without Gobert. Then they essentially should have won that game. They were about to move to nine and four without Gobert. They end up dropping that game. But – Overall, the the team looks better, more cohesive. They're not. They look more of a. They look more like a unit when he's not on the floor, and it's it's clear as day when they're playing. Yeah, so true, Sean. What's the first round series you're you're most excited for? I would assume it's Kings Warriors, uh, but if not that, what's what's the series that you're most excited for? Yeah, Kings Warriors is interesting. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to the Knicks-Cavs, man. Uh, I cannot wait to see how this looks because the season series, the Knicks won 3-1. to one. They played those guys extremely tough. You have the Donovan Mitchell element of him being from New York, wanting to come to New York and not that deal not getting done. But – the Knicks have been getting doubted all year, and they've continued, especially at the turn of the year, continued to put up big, big, big performances. Jalen Brunson specifically, Julius Randle continued to put up big numbers. And then the line opens up for the series, and they're plus 160 for a team that they played four times and beat three of the four this year. So I know Julius Randle is, is the that is a big question mark with his ankle. Is he going to be able to play game one? It looks like he is going to at, at least try to give it a go is what I'm hearing. But even if he misses the first game or two, I think I think without him, the Knicks can steal one and then get back to New York and get Julius back, and it's a it's a pretty even series. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Sean, final final one for me here, and I apologize. It has nothing to do with basketball, but. I need you your thoughts on this because it's in your podcast. You host the No Catch-Up podcast. I'm yeah. not from Chicago. I've never been. I hope to get out there one day. Why does yeah. Chicago hate ketchup? Please e- explain to me why there is a beef with ketchup, pun intended. Yeah, it's just not a condiment you put on a hot dog. Chicago doesn't have beef with actual ketchup. It's just when people put ketchup uh, on a hot dog. Chicago-style dog. 
poppy seed bun, all beef, frank. Then you got the the pickle. You got the you got onions. You got sliced tomato. That's important. Not chopped up tomato. Sliced <laughs> tomato. A little bit of relish. Hot peppers. Mustard. And you're all set, man. You're all locked in. You go sit in the bleachers at Wrigley. Have a couple cold ones. Get out your BetMGM app and bet on the Cubs. <laughs> and what what else can you ask for? Oh, Sean, you got me thinking of Portillo's now, man. I just want it. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, it's the best. Sean Little, sports and betting analyst for MSG Networks and host of the No Catch-Up Pod. Sean, appreciate the time, man. Enjoy these games. Bulls making a little run, so hopefully uh, they can keep it within the number. Yes, sir. PJDD, I'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it, Sean. Uh, great stuff from Sean as Always. Oh, yeah. I, I shouldn't have asked the question because now I'm thinking about a Chicago-style hot it's dog. It's like on our show when we were talking about the master's menu, and then we just all got hungry. We all got hungry because yeah. we came up with great menus. We did. We did come up with fantastic menus. But, yeah, the Bulls are making a run. Zach Levine just hit a three. Nick Nurse and the Raptors called timeout. It's 87-82. Raptors favored by five and a half. Total is 208 and a half. But we'll see. This, you know, the, these are usually the possessions, right? So the Bulls made their run. You call a timeout. Let's see if the Raptors come out of here. Because well, the Bulls had made an earlier one right as we were, you know, I think we were in the middle of break. Mm-hmm. They were making a run, and then Fred Van Vliet said, nah, we're, we're done with that. He had a big three, and then Chicago had a bad possession in transition, and then just like that, Toronto came down and scored, and what was a, you know, a seven-point game became – a 15 or a 12 point game you know just like that and you're like wow you thought it was close and now it's not so we'll see how chicago responds here bro if they can get this thing tight in the final you know seven minutes or so in jurassic park yeah which i, I think that's a silly name but whatever i get it um th- th- there could be something here for uh for the bulls let's be honest they're just all ready for the major leagues to start playing hockey right <laughs> Zach Levine's got 31 tonight. He's at the free throw line for two more. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday. We're playing that next here on Bet Tonight.